it's really tough when you don't have a work experience, you don't have your education, and you're going out in the world of work. But when you practice something like kindness, and you touch somebody, you could resonate with someone. That could open up doors for you. Hold your station. This education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body mind development. This is the manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. The manhood. All right. Welcome to another episode of the manhood experiment. And today's topic is how to use the power of kindness to succeed in life. In this episode, we're going to discuss the power of kindness, how it's one of the most overlooked traits in society. You're going to leave the show with a new insight into kindness and how to use it to improve your own well-being and success. So stick around. This is a lot of thought-provoking stuff. But first, I want to do a roundtable check-in with my boys, Dreams and Jay Dragon. How are you guys doing today? Yo, yo, what's up, T? I'm good, man. Life is full of blessings. Woke up hella early. What's one thing you you feel blessed about? Man, I'm working on these projects. The fact that I have the energy, God's giving me the courage to just persist in some of these mind-blowing uh, experiments of life that I'm going through, transitions in life, getting a little closer to my baby boy, my little lover baby. February 14th, we got an official date there, so I'm excited about that. Love got a boy. To see the sun Yay. Nice. But um, good things, my family, I'm in good health. So I got a lot to be thankful for. Jay, nice. how you doing, man? What you thankful for out here? Same thing. I mean, I'm feeling blessed for the energy to utilize time as efficiently as I've been doing, rising to the occasion, this challenge and this blessing that has been given to us and uh, our little daughter, Adeline. Um, so it's been a fun first month journey, almost a month in. A month? Yeah, just wow. about a month. Already? You know? Wow. Yeah, oh almost. Gosh. Almost. Almost. It's crazy. And uh, no, just (laughs) things are good. Still trying to use time, still trying to take care of myself. I feel like that's making a difference of just the energy deposits and withdrawals. Still after that challenge of trying to get faster out on the track, broke the 60 seconds in that 400 quarter mile barrier, by the way. So now we're after 55. So, oh my gosh, some fun challenges to keep me chasing after that I can, when I get a break, go run in the streets in the neighborhood and, and do what I can to... Like Rocky. So exactly. I do feel like, I do feel <laughs> like Rocky. I knew T yeah. was going to hit on that Rocky. <laughs> That's no, his movie, is man. Yeah. That's God, positive, brother. I can't believe it's almost been a month. I'm just happy for y'all, for real. And how you transitioning and still keeping health the focus. And I think that's something that we all got to do. But, man, I'm I'm just glad everything's working for you and life has been kind to you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's get into this. Kindness is a superpower. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. Ain't none of y'all going to mention my segue. What's your segue? Like being kind to you. I, I thought that was good. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. That's a good one. That's a good segue. There. Life has been kind to you. And we go into the topic of kindness. How's that for a segue now? <laughs> <All right. laughs> let me open i know we usually get into the deets and stuff but let me open a story because i love storytelling i think it's one of the most important parts of these podcasts that we do story time yeah so i want to start with back when i came out of high school i didn't have jobs coming to me you know i had to apply i was unemployed out of high school i didn't have a good education from high school well i got an education from high school but my high school certificate wasn't that great 
I didn't have any college degree, obviously. And so I started to apply in the world of work. And that was a harsh reality for me. I got rejection after rejection. And there's a point where it's like the years are passing here. And there's things I just wanted to just like progress in and I wasn't getting anywhere with it. So I was what? I came out of high school at 18. By 19, 20, 21, still no real world experience. The only option was to go pump gas in a gas station, um, feeling really despondent. And this is in Trinidad still. This is in Trinidad. So yeah, thanks for the contact. This is in Trinidad. Ah, okay. And it was just a very hard time in my life. So what happened was my brother, he was very successful and he went to college and he was working for a great company. And he knew at that time I was struggling. And he introduced me to someone he knew in his office, a guy named Ravi. And Ravi had this computer, this old computer that no one would help him fix. You know, he had some video card or memory went bad in it. And he was in the tech guy and no one wanted to help him. So my brother said, listen, my brother could help. He's not doing much right now. Could help you. He won't charge you much. So, you know, I spent some time with this computer and ended up working with it, fixing it, taking my time and figured out what was the problem. And, you know, I didn't charge him much and fixed his computer and he was happy about it. And I forgot about it for almost a year. And then one day out of the blue, Ravi called me. He was now a senior manager in the 3M company. And he offered me a job. He said, I'm not hiring you because of your skills. That I know you have. I'm hiring you because I know you're a good person. Mm -hmm. And that really struck a chord in me. And that was my first real insight into how to get ahead in life. Before I was applying, getting rejected, and it's really tough when you don't have a work experience, you don't have your education, and you're going out in the world of work. But when you practice something like kindness, and you touch somebody, you could resonate with someone, that could open up doors for you. So when I say it really struck a chord at me, genuine kindness is wanting to help others. I grew up in an environment and society where kindness was often absent. So... I would later unconsciously apply the same idea and end up working for, you know, multi-millionaire and learning and growing from him. Just offering my kindness, just offering service, how could I help you? Mm. So that's where that led to. And so where am I going with this? In culture and politics, when you watch a Hollywood movie or listen to lyrics of some music, a lot of times it contains a lot of elements of anger and ego. We see people who are very popular and have made it. And when they go on stage, there's a sort of arrogance that comes with it. You could figure out who's out there, who's doing that. But there's a lot of them now. In personal development and success, we teach leadership, strength, and persuasion and how to get what we want. Dark Psychology, like Robert Greene's great book, 48 Laws of Power, it's a book that demonstrates the power of manipulation, trickery, and how vulnerable we are as humans. But one of the most underrated traits that I've found that you can develop that is hardly ever talked about, except every once in a while Gary Vee would talk about this, is the power of kindness. And the problem with society today, politics, culture, kindness is a lost art. So when I say kindness, how do I define that? It's a broad term, but it includes humbleness. It includes being empathic, thoughtful, considerate, attentive, having humility, 
all the things, all the attributes that uh, someone could feel the goodness emanating from you. And there's a 2021 study that shows kindness is contagious. It suggests that people who are helped by someone feel a warm glow that makes them more likely to help others. So with that, I have a question for you guys, for Jay and Dreams here. What instance of kindness someone has shown you or you have given to someone that turned out to enrich your life? Dreams, you want to go first with that? Um, Someone gave me kindness in the sense of when I was young, like I told you, I grew up in a, a single family household, right? And my mom got this mentor for me. And, you know, growing up, my dad had a different story. He was a 50s baby, 1950. So what he grew up and saw was different than what I grew up and saw in life or what I thought I would see in life. So whenever we had conversations, he's like, demand this, demand that. The man don't want you to get here. The man wants to hold you down. And growing up, there was this mentor named Greg Clinton. He was the uh, CEO of Middleton Pest Control down in Orlando, Florida. And he literally became a mentor for me. And he was white. He's a white, older guy, successful. And he consistently took time every week to, again, look choked up as I, I talk about this, but he consistently took a little time every week to check in on me, see how I was doing, or pick me up and uh, take me to a, a different event that I didn't know about or sporting. And it wasn't like any uh, ego from it or he wasn't trying to check a box because he consistently, even things are like, hey, I want you to come over here and hang out at the company for a bit so you can see how all this works. And kind of opened my mind up to seeing somebody run a business for the first time. And he wasn't just working there, but he was running it. And then he would still come in the room and say, hey, you still on the first three questions at his homework. You got to get this done. You know what I mean? Like for somebody who had no blood in the game to want to see me succeed made a huge difference in my life. So it helped me to understand, one, not everybody is out to get me. Later on in life, I learned who was and how to protect myself, but that gave me a chance to connect with people that I would typically not physically want to connect with based on the fear of that relationship or the fear of being manipulated or used to where I can have longer conversations with people that don't look like me, which is very useful where I am now in finance and business and being able to communicate with everybody without that fear of manipulation. So it's helping me help others now in my um days in my thirties as a grown man. So it's it's probably one of the most impactful things that somebody's done for me that they did not have to do for me. Giving me time. I love that. That's a powerful story right there. Oh, that's the power great. of kindness through mentorship. Yeah. How about you, Jay? Yeah, I like that. I like that dreams. I mean, I can relate, you know, growing up with my mom as a single parent for, for part of the time, you know, I was raised with her and then my grandparents took me for part of the time as well. Mentors in my life, I think, showed up in different stages and you don't recognize that as a kid, you know, how much you actually need that. And it's just such a, a great thing. Like when you think about what kindness is, it's, you know, it's being friendly and generous, you know, considerate, like things that by default nature, many of us should have, but we get caught up doing what we're doing. And it's, it's such a rewarding thing. And so before I tell, you know, my story, something that stuck out to me that I wanted to share and, and T-Rex will probably touch on this more, but, you know, I thought of this idea, like when you, when we witness 
kindness. There's typically three people that benefit from it. You know, and just like you mentioned with the study, the person doing the act of kindness arguably could be getting the biggest benefit, like helping somebody out because it's helping themselves out. They're doing something that gives them the act of purpose. And then the person that's in need of help or guidance is also a recipient of that. We know that because they're lifting them up, getting them, you know, out of an area or where they're stuck or stuck in a plateau. And then the witness to that. Like when you mm-hmm. witness that, a witness an act of kindness, it's heartwarming. I know in a society where we'd love to see shock and awe, but it's so powerful. And I think that when you recognize those things, it provides you with hope. So it provides you with hope when you receive it, especially when you witness it. And ideally, it's something that you can learn to you know, keep paying, you know, paying forward. But I can think of a story similar. I'll start with one. When I was a kid, we, you know, we had a traumatic experience with a house fire. Uh, my mom was away working and I was being watched over by our neighbors. We had gone and done something. I don't know. It was like after school, they picked me up and we were doing some sort of activity, soccer practice or something. I remember driving home and seeing a fire truck. You heard sirens and saw smoke coming up in the neighborhood. And it was like, wow, it looks like somebody's house is on fire. And as we turned the corner, you know, it's the most shocking feeling as you, you got to the corner and it, it's my house and there's there's fire trucks there. Mm-hmm. There's police there this and that and it's you know super traumatizing for a kid and after that happened we kind of had to start over it was a really tough time for us where you know we had to live in some temporary housing and I had a, you know, a friend of mine's parents I remember took me shopping because I lost a lot of my clothes were burnt in the fire lost a lot of stuff including a little cat of mine and my friend's parents I remember just took me and got me all the necessities and it was just like they made sure that right away and just made me feel so special and loved and were checking in with me. And that was something that like at that time I needed so much with the stress of my mom, my family going on at that time. And it just gave me so much hope. And I recognized that as I then I moved in with my grandparents after that. And that started that whole cycle with my grandparents, which obviously was a lot of kindness for them to take me in. And I remember the same thing. Like I would hang out with my friends and it was like their parents recognized that I didn't have that, you know, same typical two-parent childhood. And it's not typical these days by any means. But mm-hmm. I would just notice my friend's parents would allow me to stay over. And like, I'd be like, this is fun. I'd stay over like three nights a week, four nights a week. <laughs> and they would like teach me things and take me, you know. And for me, it was, I just was, I had curiosity. I showed appreciation. And I think that's really tied into kindness. But those are a few things like I'm so grateful for. I grew up with a lot of diversity of seeing my friends' parents, like so many different lifestyles that really opened up my eyes to appreciate how different people were. And I got to see and witness that kindness, which really helped me. I saw that in my mom a lot, just trying to lead with generosity and kindness whenever you could. But yeah. um, I wanted to share that there. That's, that's, that's impacted a, my that's, life. That's that a great huge, story. Jay. Yeah. 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 I just I definitely just learned something about you that probably is going to connect us, you know, for a lifetime, my friend. Yeah. Just having those similar upbringings, you know, single family household. And then T, I connected with your story of being that place to where you like, you're out of the education system. You're trying to get your first job and you're just hoping, you know, somebody would throw you a bone, give you an opportunity to show people who you are and just kind of connecting both dots of just how humility in that moment allowed you to perform an action of kindness that actually exemplified who you truly are. 
to where somebody will reach back to you when they got to their next position and say, hey, I remember what you did. And they responded with that with kindness as well. Yeah, 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 that's that's huge. And that's how I got, that's honestly how I got my first job. And it was through that act of helping someone and then someone helping me that I was able to put something on my resume that I could then, oh, like I have a few months of work experience at the 3M company. 3M company is a great company. And when you have that on your resume, it helps a lot. So zero work experience up to that point and no education. And then you have this, it's like, oh, finally I start getting calls for interviews after I put that on my resume. So that was very impactful for me. And I want to touch on the benefits of kindness. And Jay had a really good point. The three people that benefit is the giver, the receiver, and the witness. I love that. And yeah, it's such a powerful piece that I just wanted to highlight that. And another thing is, again, what the definition of kindness is, it's all inclusive of humbleness as being empathetic, thoughtful, considerate, attentive, having humility. And you have that energy, that energy is emanating from you and people could receive that fully. You know, it's contagious. Yes, sir. Just like how today in politics, there's a lot of negativity and a lot of negativity and hate spread. Kindness is even more powerful. Like it's spread much more rapidly, I believe. And the society we live in, it just really needs more of that. So let's touch on the benefits. The benefits is, you know, just one of the main things that it helps you succeed in life, in relationships, in business, in career. People will not hire you or give you a, a bigger salary or promote you if they don't like you, if they don't see, if they don't feel that genuine kindness and integrity that comes from you. And with businesses, same thing. People will not buy a product from you if you're in your own world and if you don't have that personality that applies to your product and that customer service. So that's one of the benefits. It's helped you succeed. Uh, The second, it helps you thrive in healthy relationships. I don't know any healthy relationship that does not have kindness in it. And I know you guys are now fathers and you guys have experienced that level of healthy relationships in your life as well. And the third is kindness and health. And there was an article by Inc. Magazine that shows kindness, how it contributes to health. It fuels your energy, self-esteem, you're happier, it's good for your heart, lower your blood pressure, stress, it, it helps relieve stress and anxiety, depression. So those are real tangible benefits of yeah. kindness. Go ahead. Jay. I just want to add to that really quick. You know, what you said with number two, the relationships and certainly the health benefits, I think a way to frame this so that we really have something, a tactical thing right away is think of mm-hmm. kindness as allowing bridges to be built. We hear about people like burning bridges, but if you think that like by doing acts of kindness, and it should be a default thing, but some people, you know, maybe we're caught up in our lives. We have to train ourselves to like, you know, what would the loving kindness side of me do in a moment like this? And it just, it really does. It allows this new pathway of gratitude to be received and transferred upon and you hope that it's contagious but by doing it unconditionally you're putting it out there and it's something that you just decide to do it's more likely that you'll have bridges be built in all kinds Mm -hmm. of different relationships in your life and i just wanted to touch on that really quick and i take up too much time yeah that's great can i piggyback real quick i know jay's always talking about the chemical changes that happen when you have positive energy and it's almost immediate. As soon as you do something kind for somebody else and you see their reaction of appreciation, you know it. From that moment, the endorphins surge, you know? You create an environment in your physical self 
that has chemically adjusted from that moment that you can take into the next moment. If you have an interview, if you have a task, if you have a mm-hmm. a competition that you're going to, you can still dwell on that act of kindness as a momentum to propel Ooh. you and push you a little further in the next moment. So I like that you brought the physical piece to that. Yeah. And just to add to that really quick, so it makes more sense for people, like you cannot be angry and grateful, you know, at the yeah. same time, like one or the other, those actions. And I'm serious. So the, he, the gratitude just imagine that. and kindness, yeah. like try it. So, but it really is a way. And also like when we think of anger, just think of anxiety when we're, when we're in our head, if we can focus on somebody else, that's just a way to break that cycle. So I wanted to drop that. Mm. Gandhi has a quote, Mahatma Gandhi has a quote. He says, you cannot shake hands with clenched fists. Mm. You can't shake hands with clenched fists. So that's real. You can't yeah. give that way either. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Because essentially, when you close off those types of doors, and this is probably for another podcast, but when you close off those types of doors to have your hands open to share with others, you're also closing your hands on what you can receive. So that's what I got from what you just said in that visual metaphor or analogy of closed fists. It it keeps you from being able to receive the blessings, you know, on the spiritual side or being able to physically receive anything, any positive energy that somebody wanted to give to you because of this closed door and you right. shutting people off. They can't connect and yep. you can't receive that kindness in return or open that up to the next opportunity to connect with somebody else. It can't even be returned. If you're in that yeah. clinch fit state of life, T, and the guy was trying to reach back out to you, but you were angry at the world, and when he seen you in that moment, he seen this angry person at the world, he's like, oh, dang, I guess T changed. Maybe that truly isn't him at his core. Yeah. You know? And that's a missed opportunity in life right there. So. Missed opportunity. Yeah. And Darwin, on kindness, you've all heard about uh, survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest is usually, not always, but usually associated with selfishness, meaning to survive, a basic instinct, means to look out for yourself. But Darwin, who studied human evolution, actually didn't see mankind as being biologically competitive and self-interested. Darwin believed Mm. that we are profoundly social and caring species. He argued that sympathy and caring for others is instinctual. And this was taken from Scientific American. Talk that talk, T. Mm -hmm. Talk that talk, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Teach them something today. I'm learning. So, (laughs) yeah, to, to survive, to evolve. The point behind this is to survive and to evolve, we need kindness we need to be kind it's our mm. nature and going against that is unnatural so the benefits are it helps well it helps you succeed in life it helps you thrive in relationships it adds to your health and relieves stress and the, it, it's part of our evolution so let's talk about we've talked we talked about so far you know kindness what it is and the benefits let's talk about how to develop that kindness muscle uh, I'm not saying to the listener you don't have this, but it's how to, if you have it, it's like how to engage it. It's how to take it to the next level and use it intentionally, I guess. So one of the things I learned years ago, there was this book called The Power of Acknowledgement by Judith W. Umlas. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And she had just a small book on acknowledging people. And some of the lessons from that book was, A, acknowledge people around you. 
B, look for ways to express how much you value someone, right? Someone close to you. So let me start with A, acknowledge people around you. That could be from the, the garbage man to the delivery guy to your boss who hardly ever receives compliments or acknowledgement, like thank you for all your hard work and your leadership, acknowledging the people around you. And B, uh, look for ways to express how much you value someone close to you. That's where we talk about the love languages, and that's a totally separate topic. But it's finding the little thing to say in words or like affirmations or gifts or quality time that is acknowledging someone close to you. So yeah. go ahead. You were just going to say something? No, I like how that you presented kindness as a strength because... There was a time in life, and I know we'll get through this in one of these episodes, to where I definitely identified kindness as a weakness. And um, in the culture of hip-hop, we kind of see that often as sometimes being weak, just based on mm -hmm. the environment of where many people grew up, which is a you know survival of the fittest mentality. And I had to unlearn some of these things. I'll give you a prime example in just the simplest form. I've used the most PG form that I can express. So there's this guy, he was in front of the 7-Eleven in uh, Norfolk State as a college kid. I was down to like my last $10. This is when you can actually, you know, buy gas for like $10 and you'd be all right for a little bit. So I had like, no, I had 15 bucks. I had $15. So as I was going in to uh, pay for my gas or whatever, he was like, hey, man, you got anything? He was like, oh, man, I really don't right now. I was like, well, what you want? What do you need? He's like, man, I'm just hungry. I just need a couple of bucks to get something to eat, right? So I was like, all right, cool. I'm down to my last 15, but if I can help this guy, I'm going to help this guy. So I went in, came back out, and instead of giving him, you know, five bucks, I gave him food because he said he was hungry. In my mind, I didn't trust that he would actually use the five bucks for food. So I went in the car, finished my gas, and I kind of sat there and watched him a little bit to see what he would do. He looked through it. He opened it. Then he threw it in the trash. Like, he threw the burger in the trash. And I was like, wow. what? I was like, dude, that was my last $5. <laughs> I gave mm -hmm. it to you. <laughs> and it changed me for a while. I had to truly unlearn that moment because I was at a low point in life to mm -hmm. where I was already struggling without too much of a support system in place. And over time, I had to learn that I'm like, it's not up to me to try to judge what somebody does in my effort to be kind after I do it. Once I learned that, kind of my hands begin to open up again. Just repeat that. Again, that's that's some wisdom right there. Um, it said it's not up to me to choose or decide what somebody does with my kindness. Mm. Just the simple fact of being kind alone Bridge. is what's going to strengthen me in this moment. I can't decide the future of what they're going to do. That's for God to judge. That's right. their life. Whatever they do with that and the energy they get back from that is no what expectations. they manifest yeah. you know? No expectations. Yeah. No expectations. Kindness yeah. without expectations. I'll piggyback on that. I got a quote for you. Um, it's in the mirror. It's like a, more of a British article or whatever, but it's by a lady named Gemma Francis. It says, um, a poll of 2,000 adults identified 40 signs of personal strength, such as putting your problems aside to help others and speaking up when someone is being mistreated volunteering for tasks no one else wants to do and not judging others who are amongst the indications or all these are indications of strength. So just being kind is actually an indication of strength where 
when early in the story I told you, I associated kindness for weakness because yeah. I felt taken advantage of. Yeah. So it's like, how do you continue to be kind in moments of weakness, yeah. I would say? Mm. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. And I will put that out there to kind of see if maybe one of you have a story to help you see, like, how do you overcome that for yourself? And I know that's a tough question there. That is a you know, tough question. How do you question. be kind when things aren't going your way, you know? Yeah. Because everybody can be kind when things are cool. I think that that's one, something I'm most proud about, I think, is that I just continue to be the optimist that I am and, and raised with a mom that would, we'd be strapped for cash with food stamps and she'd see somebody homeless on the corner and, like, give away our food, like, right in, in front of me, like, I think I just saw that if you have the ability mm -hmm. to help people, but that doesn't say that things haven't been overlooked. But I think, like you said, it's human nature to want to help people. In some cases, the expectations, like if depending on the reaction that you get from people, yeah, it's not always as easy to do it. But I can see different examples throughout time. And, you know, you, just, you can't be jaded by those things. It's people have their own stories and struggles they're going through. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, I can relate. So just repeat that question, Dreams, that you just asked so the listener really gets that question as well. In that story, like I was down to my last dollar. I wasn't in a great mm -hmm. space. How do you still push to be kind when things aren't going your way? Because everybody can be kind yeah. when things are good, right? It's a yeah. lot easier too because yeah. good things are happening to you. You got almost mm -hmm. extra energy or extra kindness to dish out. Yeah. And that's a great question for the listener. Think about that for a moment. Think about it. And I feel for me, it's when I remember my aunt who passed away from cancer, she was just the embodiment of kindness. Like that lady just showed so much kindness to me and others. And even when she was sick and she was dying, she was just a beautiful human. That I, In that stressful moment of you're going through cancer and this this phase like of dying of yeah, yeah yeah exactly and yet still that stress in, in your life of like imagine being in a situation like that and you're still you're still exuding kindness for me that is when i think about my difficult situations i mean the worst situation you could be in, i mean not the worst situation but when you're on your deathbed and you're leaving this world and you still have that perspective of life to be kind in mm -hmm. that moment I mean, that has always been a great example for me. Whatever difficult situations I have, it's an opportunity to express kindness. No, we need it. It's like it's like oxygen, especially in a world where you don't know the stories of what people are going through. And there is so much darkness mm. that people keep compressed inside. I remember people ask somebody asking a question like, what would you put on a billboard? That's a common thing people say. And, you know, I always have said, you know, be nice to yourself and to others. Yeah. But the kindness thing is something that we truly need. And when we know that people need it and are starving for it, and that might be yeah. something just to adjust people's trajectory just a little bit in the right direction and give them some hope. I think that yeah. it is our responsibility to use this more and know that we, as we spend 
kindness, like spending love as a currency, we get more in yeah. return without the expectation. Yeah. Mm. That's just a fact of life. Yeah, it's a sign of maturity, and as Darwin says, a part of it's part of evolution. So let me just move on for a little bit, and then we mm. could circle back. But I wanted to touch on we we're talking about to develop your kindness muscle, right? And the mm. practicing acknowledgement, acknowledging people around you. That's one way of doing it. Acknowledge people around you. Look for ways to express how much you value someone. Use acknowledgement to diffuse, deactivate, neutralize anger, jealousy, envy. Everyone has some person in their life that's angry at them or negative or jealous or envious. The minute you acknowledge them, mm. it's not like you're trying to put them down. I hear you. Yeah, you're not trying to come at them with the same anger they're coming at you with. But you'll find very fast, in, especially in business, in your career, working in an office environment where sometimes it's toxic, to use the power of acknowledgement to acknowledge them. It's like, listen, I know you're working hard. We're stressful here. But I just want to tell you that I saw you do this in a meeting. I saw you sp how you spoke in the meeting and you spoke from a place of whatever it is. And you acknowledge them for just that's one little thing. And that just diffuses how they feel and how they react to you. So power of acknowledgement is used to diffuse and it used to motivate others, mm. create high energy, uh, especially at work. So you know what? I like what you just said. Yeah. I'll give you a quick little story. Story time, right? So I used to have this guy and like I worked in finance. I work I still work in finance early in my career. I was a um like a personal banker. So I had this one business guy back in DC. He would come in like every week and you know he come in to send a wire but when he came in he didn't talk to me he seemed stressed always on his phone he would sit with his legs crossed like a very savvy business personality and you're like okay so um i guess we're not going to engage in conversation but i kind of got to do my job to understand why you're doing these wires to make sure i'm not a part of something crazy i need to build some rapport with this person so i could honestly say what you're doing and honestly get to connect with you but I was going about it the wrong way, asking questions that I'm supposed to be asking, but not building any rapport with this person. And he would always come off just very short and quick with me, like I'm doing a service for him. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Very Almost entitled is what I perceived it to be. And then one day, you know, I just checked in with him and he was just like, not the same energy. And I was like, hey, you know, you, you okay? You normally are really, really... um very like set and very prepared. You you seem like you do this uh, consistently every week and you're always on it. You're never late. You're always on time. Mm -hmm. Just started to kind of compliment him a bit more. And then he kind of perked up. He looked up and he's like, Devon. And he knew my name. I didn't know he knew my name. You know, I thought he just seen me as like the guy that does his wires or takes care of the service. He's like, Devon, man, I got this going on. I got this location going on. We're trying to work with this piece in here. And I'm not going to use the same terminology because I would lose people. But he spoke a lot of bank jargon, financial jargon. This really let me know the different projects he was working on. And I didn't really ask for all of that. I just asked, you know, was he okay? Because I could tell he was different. And it just opened up so many opportunities, one, for him to, for us to help him, you know, as a financial institution and things like that. But because I was genuinely looking to, check on him as a person mm -hmm. he opened up to me right. during a time where he wasn't this very assertive personality and energy as he normally is so like i seen this quote is like kindness is helping somebody or presenting your strongest self without reminding them 
that they're at their weakest self. Say that again. Kindness is presenting your strongest self without reminding others that they're at their weakest self. That's deep. Yeah, without having to say, without trying to show them the mirror and say, hey, man, I'm only doing this because you ain't got a house. I'm only doing this because I know you need the money. Like, without having to say that, just say, hey, take this, do what you got to do. I know you'll do the right thing with it and encourage people to where um, it it changes the whole dynamics and it diffuses the energy like you were saying earlier, T. And that's the beauty about it. So to develop your kindness muscle, just to recap, the the practicing, acknowledging people, and there's different ways to do that we spoke about. I want to touch really quickly on empathy practice and empathy as well. Empathy goes hand in hand with kindness. Mm -hmm. And as you know, we talk about men, and this podcast is not only exclusively for men, but just name the man and experiment. But boys and men are, and this goes into empathy, boys and men are not regarded as fully empathetic and fully emotive beings and never thought how to manage or deal or even acknowledge emotions they feel. Signs of emotions are weak, as you spoke about earlier, James. So what's a solution for this? How could we practice more empathy? There's a concept called valencing in psychology. It's called valencing, where we believe emotions are either positive or negative. And we tend to want to have more of the positive, obviously, and avoid or suppress the negative. And when we stop valencing these emotions, that means we don't label them as emotions are good or bad. And we learn to empathically respond to situations or circumstances without avoiding or suppressing how we feel. That way, we could really experience a full spectrum of emotions. And this is one of the key beliefs to shift to unlock emotions in a new way. That way, you know, you could feel the full spectrum of emotions without judging them. The point I'm trying to make here is the more we practice this, like not labeling emotions good or bad, and we could actually feel and experience a full spectrum of emotions, the more empathetic we are and the more we can express kindness. I know that's a lot, but hmm. yeah. So One more time, T. So let me just see, see if I could even make this even simpler. If we don't apply the labels of these emotions are good or bad, and we can actually feel the full spectrum of emotions, you feel anger, you feel sadness, you feel whatever, you're not suppressing those, that gives you emotionally intelligence, that gives you emotional maturity. And the more you practice that, the more empathetic you are, and the more you can access that love of kindness when when the time is right. So... I just wanted to touch on empathy. That's another way to build your kindness muscle. That's true. What you were just saying, empathy, like putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and things such as um, also like Gemma Francis, I was just talking about. She says, uh, admitting you are wrong or asking for help. Sometimes we don't like Mm -hmm. to admit that we're wrong because we can't put ourselves into other people's shoes to understand how we affected them. Uh, Maya Angelou always says people may not always remember what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And we're not tapping into that empathy to say, you know what? This could have came off this way. Let me check Mm -hmm. myself. Let me look at it from your perspective. If I did that action or if you did that action to me, how would I feel? And it takes strength and emotional maturity to get to that point in life. And I connect the dots exactly what you're saying now as you speak. 
from a different perspective. I'm like, oh, I'm finally stitching right. these little ideas that was over here and this idea that was over there. It's, it's finding ground and it's all connected, which is helping me, you know, in my own journey of emotional maturity. So as you speak, I'm learning, yeah. which is what I yeah. love about what it's we do. Beautiful. Man. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so you also shared a story earlier where you tried helping someone and you expressed kindness. He didn't receive it, although you gave it. And I want to touch on this last point to go along with kindness. Hand in hand is the power of no. And that's a whole topic by itself, but the power of no. Kindness doesn't mean mm. the act of all is given. It could be at times, but it's not limited to giving. Giving of your time and energy, attending to someone's needs before yours all the time. That's not exclusive mm. to kindness. Kindness is much more than that. And also kindness depends on mm. circumstance, person, Ooh. situation. And just because you can help someone doesn't mean you should or you have to. It's like that parent who is always trying to help their child. But if you step back, you allow them to flourish so they can grow. So keep that in mind. Jay, you wanted to say something or mm. dreams? I, I mean, I can see that in examples in my, in my personal family with a couple of brothers of mine in parts of me growing up. I think if you're enabled at times and that gets thrown out a lot, you know, you're going to continue to do those same types of acts. And, it, you know, it's a challenging thing for a parent to to say no or give somebody the opportunity to grow. And that's just, you know, that's one example. But it could be with friends. It could be with family. But there's a time and place, yeah, where you have to realize, is there a lesson here that this person actually needs? And it's it's not up to you yeah. to be the deciding power, you know, of that. But what I'm saying is if, if you, yeah, you're constantly being too kind, and this can be an example, which we brought this up a lot with people pleasing or being too kind, it, it really can mm-hmm. enable people and prevent them from growing or moving along how they should. You see it a lot in relationships. True. So it takes maturity to be uh, wise yeah. in your efforts to be kind as well. So that's another yep. piece of the emotional maturity. So one thing I also gathered earlier, if people were just, I kind of learned the answer mm. to my question while listening to UT, and that was how are you able to be kind when good things aren't necessarily happening to you in this moment? I believe that everybody in their life at you know some point Ooh, had yeah. somebody who was kind to them mm-hmm. and it had a positive impact on them. What you did in that moment, you immediately reflected on someone who exemplified kindness to you, whether they gave you kindness or whether they were just a great representation of what kindness is. And through that example, somehow it connected to you because you immediately went there. And I seen you kind of getting choked up as you connected to that moment and this person who was so key in your life. So I think maybe one of the answers, there could be many, but one of the answers is to, to reflect or think about somebody who was kind to you or somebody who exemplified kindness. Yeah. Or where would you be without kindness? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's no way. Where would you be without kindness? Yeah. <laughs> Preach, Jay. <laughs> where would you be <laughs> without a kindness? <laughs> I don't think you heard me. T, brother T, I said, where would you be <laughs> without a kindness? <laughs> oh man you nailed it you nailed it <laughs> so to answer the question uh, what do you start off this podcast how to use the power of kindness to succeed in life it's one of those things you have to develop through practice and start 
development through practice and see how people respond and see how your life unfolds. And I want to leave you guys with an experiment to start developing your intentional awareness muscle around kindness. So you can choose one or you can choose all of them. So here's a couple of things to do for this episode's experiment. Put a surprise note or drawing in your spouse or kid's lunch. And this, I asked my cousin mm. to come up with this exercise. So she did a great job. So this isn't from me. This is from her. How do you practice kindness? So put a surprise note or drawing in your spouse's or kid's lunch. Post a genuine compliment to three people on social media. Allow someone in, <laughs> in your lane. They're probably in a rush, just like you. Man, driving from San Diego to, to Vegas that, or Vegas that's to San Diego, that's a, that's a good thing to practice for sure. <laughs> Let the person in line behind you at the supermarket go first. Compliment your boss for something you admire but have never expressed. Write a letter of recommendation for a colleague. Forgive someone and really mean it. Strike up a conversation with the person standing alone at a party or work function. This is a good one. Listen to a friend. Well, I mean, they're all good, but this one is interesting listen to a friend having a tough time without offering advice be empathetic put money in an expired parking meter leave a thank you note for your mail carrier don't gossip last one is is really look for ways you can implement kindness in your workplace or in your business look how you treat people and see if this improves your well-being and your success in life there's a lot of options man and some of them weren't even that hard like you can go out and do that on your way to work or you can do that right now i know the person somebody's driving right now and got yeah. this jerk right there next yeah. to him just let him go let him go and get your gratification on sir and take that to work and be great or miss Take yeah. that to work and be great. Yeah, and I think all know? these things especially are more helpful when you're going through a struggle or you got anxiety or you can't think of what the next mm -hmm. step is. Like to take, when you can focus on something other than yourself, in this case, anybody else, a stranger, like that might make somebody's day. And we've all had that opportunity. I'm sure we've all been there many times where somebody made our day or did something that was so kind. And so this is, yeah, this is that chance to spark that, pay that forward. But I think this the, the time to do this, especially, is be selfish about it, as, as Gary Vee says, you know, and like, if you need to break out of a funk, like one of the easiest ways to do it is, is make somebody else's day better, you know, and mm. I think that that spreads some. That's, 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 good. that's, that's good. another yeah. motivation. Contagious, I like that. Contagious yeah. energy. That's another solution. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. So we got to reflect on somebody who's been kind to of you or do it selfishly, like Jay said. To where you know it's going to make you feel better in the day. So go ahead and help somebody else. It's going to come right back to you. Without right. expectation. The act of your kindness yes. is what mm. you're, you're doing. And you, yeah. it's not a transactional thing. So once you do yes. it, you did what you were doing. And that's mm -hmm. what should feel good. I'm you don't you need to wait for anything else. Anything else that comes around goes around is a bonus. But it is what it is. So... I think it's really important because there's times where people can be jaded and say, I did this for somebody. They didn't even do that. And it's like, you don't know what that person was going through. Ooh. So you did what you need to do and we hope more people do it. You know, let's run with that. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I like it. Lots of lessons learned in this episode, man. The power of kindness. 
Man, this is this is a good episode. Good stories, a uh, good share. I learned things about you guys. I hope the listener gets value out of this. And yeah, that's it for this episode. Until the next one, peace. All right, y'all. Peace. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment. <laughs>